This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Happy Monday, everybody. It's the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Yes, Queen. A fresh new week. We have uh, turned the page and we are uh, starting a fresh one. Mm. On the Colleen and Bradley Show, Look by Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hello. Quick on-air production note. I cannot hear myself. Oh. But I think that that might be normal. Try oh, this. that's better. Thank you. Try that. Oh, thank you. All right. Uh, oh, now that we have that solved. Uh, hey, so let's uh, start off the week in the best way we know how. Um, by getting the Cobra Gang together. Let's do it. Toxic. Whenever there's trouble, without a double, with the Cobra Gang. If you've got the crime, we've got the time, with the Cobra Gang. Wee-oo, Oh, my God. Jamie Lynn Spears really wants you to read her book. I mean... We've been knowing that, but we know it uh, a new way now. Bradley, what what little dribbles of information is she uh, dribbling out? Frankly, um, I think we're going to have to read Jamie Lynn's memoir, Ray. Um, it sounds like her parents apparently have been the great... They've been really good parents the whole time, just like all the times they were great parents to Brittany. Wait, what? What I mean is, according to a new story in page six, and that's where all the juicy gossip is. Actually, they were just telling tales from TMZ. Jamie Lynn Spears is channeling her big sister, Brittany, in her new memoir called Things I Should Have Said But Didn't, Even Though I Just Did, Because You're Reading Them. That's the full title of her new memoir. No, that's not the full title, really. No, the full title was okay, things I should have like, said. I was making a joke. Okay. Yeah, I know I it's like, Monday, well, but we may know about that dot, subtitle. Dot, dot. That's terrible. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Thank you. Hey. Uh no, because it's things I should have said. Well, but you're saying anyway. Yeah, you're I saying them. I get it. She, I just thought that she was clever. No. <laughs> Turns out no. No, no just you. Not. She calls out her parents uh for doing something when she was sixteen years old. Now <clears throat> In ex- excerpts obtained by the T and the M and the Z, uh, Jamie Lynn, who is now 30, by the way, and I don't want to make light of like the things that she's talking about because they're very serious allegations, but I think it is interesting that Jamie Lynn is using this moment when we're all mostly paying attention to the plight of her sister over the last 14 years to talk about her own story. Not that she can't. She's a grown-ass woman. She can do what she wants, but... In excerpts obtained by TMZ, Jamie Lynn claims that after telling her dad and mother, that is Jamie and Lynn, the two names of which make up her name, that she was pregnant back in 2007, quote, they came to my room trying to convince me that having a baby at this point in my life was a terrible idea. Quote, it will kill your career. This is what her parents allegedly said. 
you are just too young. You don't know what you're doing. There are pills you can take. We can help you take care of this problem. I know a doctor. So she claims that's what they told her, going on to say everyone around me just wanted to make this issue disappear. And then she goes on to say that they didn't even want her to tell Brittany about the pregnancy. So that's that's the story that she's telling that, that has been leaked in advance of uh, this memoir coming out. I don't know the exact date that it comes out, but it's coming out soon. So, you know, they want they want eyeballs. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, this is the thing that they do whenever a celebrity uh, is going to release some sort of juicy book. They're going to tell you it's like the preview to a movie. They're going to give you all of the juicy parts. Hoping that you'll then read the book. But what you're hoping, what we're hoping is that they haven't just given us all the juicy parts. Yeah. You know what I mean? And usually they just are giving you all the juicy parts because they assume most people aren't going to actually buy the book. But hopefully enough people will buy the book that it makes it worth it. Yeah. You know, listen, I think what you said earlier is the thing that gets, I don't want to say stuck in my craw. Like you said, she's absolutely entitled to tell her own story whenever she's ready to. But there is something interesting about the timing of this, right? That she's going to drop this book right when we are in the absolute middle of possibly dismantling the conservatorship that has plagued her sister for over a decade Mm -hmm. that has been giving her sister a ton of attention. I mean, this sort of reeks of uh, publicity sibling rivalry. Oh, for sure. Right? Yeah. And listen, like... I'm here for it. I'm probably going to read the book. Uh, just uh, for for reference, the uh, memoir comes out not until January 18th, which makes the timing of all this incredibly um, important because I think what they're doing is trying to push as much sale of this during the holiday season because mm. who doesn't want to celebrate the holidays with a bunch of um, hot mess family drama. Yay! That's what we all do in the holidays. And your your Kindle version is only going to send you back thirteen ninety nine. I think if you're going to do this, you should really do the Audible because it'll be like I'm Jamie Lynn Spears. It better be and, her voice doing it. Oh, I'm sure it is. Yeah, it better um, be. What I will say though is this particular story is pretty terrifying. So like we're making not light uh, of this memoir, um, but we are insofar as it just seems like a cheap attempt. To piggyback off her sister at this mm-hmm. moment, which is frankly kind of what I think a lot of criticism of Jamie Lynn Spears has been uh, in the past writ large. So, you know, there's that. But then, you know, the story is her own. Like, it's her story to tell. Mm-hmm. And if that story is true, the anecdote is related uh, by one TMZ. And I have no reason to doubt that that's not an actual excerpt from the book. That's pretty terrifying and gross and also just lends credibility to the idea that Lynn and Jamie both were very ill-equipped to maneuver their children, adult though they may have been, mm-hmm. through this hot mess express of a you know Hollywood celebrity machine. Right. Certainly really interesting that um, in her telling of the story, they center her career over everything, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the first thing that sort of sticks out to you in her telling of the story. Like, this will ruin your career, which says that that's the most important thing to the family. Oh, and clearly it is, right? Because that's what's sending, that's what's cashing those checks. Right. So, right. 
again, I, I don't know that we have any reason to doubt any of the things that she, quote, should have said in and her new is memoir. saying. But that, you know, I still would question, like, why was this the time? Also, it's an interesting sort of, um, it, it's an in- interesting moment and opportunity for Jamie Lynn Spears to craft her own narrative in the midst of this Britney Spears chaos, because you'll remember most of the tabloid coverage about Jamie Lynn Spears up to this point is that she's like a conniving, you know, um, evildoer who's in the background trying to like squeeze as much money out of the conservatorship as she can. Yeah. Like she's a carbuncle on this thing. Like I got to get mine while I can. Right. And who knows if that's an accurate representation of Jamie Lynn Spears. So this book may be an attempt for her to kind of wrest control back of her image. Right. Which I, who knows? I mean, who knows? And again, I will reserve judgment until I've read the memoir, uh, as to what her, I don't know. I don't know that we'll ever know her purposes of the timing of this. And she may have nothing to do with it. Although well, I would find that hard to believe. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know because to your point, like Worthy Books, who is the publisher of this book, I mean, they're not dumb. And I, they have somebody right. over in their PR department who's like, ah, you guys, we have a Jamie Lynn Spears memoir. <laughs> I feel like now is the time to cash in on that. Can we do that? Take that off the shelf, dust it off, and put it out there. Right? Like, it just makes sense. Like, at this moment, you want to be making... So, I don't think it's like her going, how can I destroy my sister even further? I think this sort of flat, two-dimensional version of Jamie Lynn Spears that we've all been treated to uh, in the larger Britney Spears saga is probably a little unfair, such that I think this memoir might actually be um, enlightening in that regard, but that doesn't mean that they're both things can't be true. She can still be I mean, trying to profit as much off her sister as possible while also tr- having a, a legitimate story to tell. It's going to get kind of messy in the process, though, because imagine the fact that she's going to be doing um, publicity for this book, which oh, yeah. means she'll be sitting down for interviews, which means she will be subject to questions about her sister and about the conservatorship, which probably is going to get real stuck in her craw, right? Because... She will go to do those interviews, wanting to be interviewed about her own book and her own story, and she will be, you know, asked questions about her sister and her Mm -hmm. sister's conservatorship, taking the focus off her and her book. I mean, it's, again, it's going to be like the PR version of sibling rivalry. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of comments and probably some shady Instagram posts. I cannot wait. I will be here for it. Christmas comes early. I mean, I cannot wait. Ho, ho! Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes. When does she start doing press for this? I'm One front wonders. row seat. Front I would imagine seat. soon. I mean, again, the, the book releases uh, at the beginning of January. So, I mean, we're not that far. We're now close December, January, two oh. months away. So, Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. I didn't really want to hear that. But oh. it's true. It's true. It's true. It's happening. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, another thing that is true Our love for Elizabeth Reese and all the dirt she brings us from Hollywood. We're going to get a dirt alert with the beautiful Elizabeth Reese, who, by the way, I don't know if you guys heard this morning on the morning show. She did the dirt alert with her one-year-old on her lap, and he had a starring role. So maybe we'll get a visitor. Maybe not. But we'll definitely have Elizabeth Reese and all the dirt straight from Hollywood. A dirt alert after this on My Talk 107.1. This is a My Talk dirt alert. Ooh, the 
wonderful Elizabeth Reese is with us, and she's brought all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert. Hey, Elizabeth. Well, good morning, friends. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Um, I do want to start with some new details on this shooting on on the movie set Rust involving Alec Baldwin and then the loss of uh, their cinematographer who was struck in the chest. So there's some really interesting new information that is just coming out about this today. And um, and here's what we're learning, that there are a few things that really went wrong with this. Um, I mean, we obviously know a lot went wrong. But uh, as we kind of go through the different, um, the, the, the timeline of what led up to this shooting. So Alec Baldwin is, was apparently practicing a cross draw. And this is coming from a new affidavit, new court documents that are being released. He was pointing his gun at the camera. And that's when the live round struck Oof. the director in the shoulder, Joel Souza, and then, uh, and then the cinematographer fatally in the chest. Mm. So Joel Souza said that he heard someone um, apparently it was the assistant director say cold gun while they got ready for the scene, meaning the gun did not have live rounds in the chambers. The gun had been inspected before the lunch break, but Joel Souza couldn't remember if it had been checked when the crew returns. And so there's a cameraman who told authorities that Alec was trying to explain how he was going to draw the firearm out and where his arm would be when the firearm was pulled from the holster. And this is why people were wondering, well, how did she get struck in the chest? Like, where was she standing? And right. I said, I, at the time, I was like, it had to have been that they were either rehearsing or they were in a scene where the camera was capturing Alec from the front shooting the gun. And then she was standing behind the camera. Oh. So Joel Souza explained that Alec Baldwin pointed the gun directly at the camera and fired, striking him in the shoulder and Helena Hutchins in the chest. Uh, chest. And then Joel Souza said he remembered Helena Hutchins complaining about her stomach, grabbing her midsection. She stumbled backward, went to the ground. He was bleeding from the shoulder. And then she said she couldn't feel her legs. Medics began treating her. And then she was airlifted to the hospital mm. where she was pronounced dead. So, so CNN did an interview with a special effects coordinator and a theatrical firearm safety expert who said, number one, the big error here is using a real gun rather than a prop gun. That shouldn't have even been on the movie set. You do wonder. I he mean, he thinks that's a bad idea. I think, I mean, you know, we're, we're all lay persons in this particular context, but it is hard to understand why you would ever need to use a real gun. When fake guns look like real guns. Right. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like, we've got this whole issue where fake guns look like real guns. Well, and it's interesting. I mean, I, there's a lot of stuff out there right now about this. And, um, I've, you know, I will happen upon articles every twice in a while that there were a lot. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
lot of complaints about how things had been mishandled on this set. On this set, mm. and and I did. I read another article that, and again, it's like it's hard to know where that information is coming from, and that's why these legal documents are the, the most probably important in the sense that they are taking the actual, you know, words of the people for the investigation and, and yeah. using that, but. But I had read another article that said uh, that somebody on set had said that that gun that was used had been used by crew members for target practice. Oh, my gosh. And again, like, could be hearsay. Who knows? But uh, there just have been there's been a lot of like rumbling coming out about how things had been not well not really buttoned up. Not buttoned up no. at all. Yeah, well, on the set of this. Movie. So there were a couple of other things. The um the that person that that expert the CNN interviewed also said that I mean obviously having a live round in the gun at all was a major problem, mm-hmm. and then having people stand behind the camera in the line of fire. Yeah, I don't understand. You have a real gun. You've got a live round. Like, why is any of this necessary for a film? Right. I don't know. in the first place. Why right. and and here's the other thing. Why are there even li- why is live ammo anywhere near the set? Yeah, mm-hmm. like shouldn't even be allowed on the property. Yeah, shouldn't even Something- be there at all. Right? I mean, if you're going to use this, if you're going to use a real gun. Yeah, absolutely. Something tells me that this is probably um, this will make some change. You know, across. Mm-hmm. hopefully across the industry but oh it's just yeah. really traumatizing it's so t- it's just terrible and the thing uh i wonder is you know are they are they i'm there are so many things i wonder and this is like the least of the concerns but i get curious about whether or not they'll go back and finish this movie yeah me too I, I feel like how done. do you how, how do, you? do you that would be very very difficult mm-hmm. very difficult um, Friends stars are paying tribute to James Michael Tyler, who passed away over the weekend, who played Gunther, of course, on Friends. And it's just very sad. He died at the so age sad. of 59 following a battle with prostate cancer. And um, Jennifer Aniston, Courtney Cox, lots more took to social media to pay tribute. Uh, Jennifer Aniston wrote on Instagram, Friends would not have been the same without you. It's so, it is so true. I know. I mean, for what was kind of a, could have been a very bit role there and gone, um, Gunther showing up episode after episode. I know. You definitely missed him when he wasn't there. The supporting cast is the one that f- that like makes the project. Like right. that's what fills in all of the gaps. Right. And, and he was gives, such a quirky character. And it gives, you know, the main characters, you know, uh, uh, just another way to shine because you get to play off all these different personalities. Oh, for sure. For sure. So that was sad news. Um Kim Kardashian's Skims brand is going to collaborate with Fendi. Of course. It's the Skims and Fendi collaboration, including bold leggings, crop tops, and even opera gloves in fuchsia. Uh, she Who, loves her no, gloves. The color is very we're good. We're done with opera gloves. She does love her gloves. I don't get it. I know, because how are you supposed to operate your phone? Also, Do these gloves have like the, the sensor technology? Because these gloves go all the way up to mid-bicep. I just feel like that's like a recipe for bacteria. <laughs> I mean, really, because you can't wash them like you wash your hands. So if you're walking around with those opera oh, gloves sure. all day, you're, they're just dirty and you're touching yourself. Do you I, wear no. opera gloves all day? I don't I feel know. Like, don't I, do I look like somebody opera? who wears opera gloves? I don't know. I feel that about all sorts of things that we wear over and over again. I just feel like it gets a little grimy. Ish. Mm. Um, but there's going to be pantyhose and a matching bra. 
And uh, if you want to purchase any of these items, the ready-to-wear range will feature tops and dresses starting at $950. Oh the God. leggings start at $1,100. Nope, nope, nope. What and if nope. you get a run in them? Nope. <laughs> that's just the leggings. I don't think that's the pantyhouse. And a puffer jacket is uh, just under three grand. Nope. I'm good. Crazy. Thanks. It's going to have the Fendi logo on it, you guys. Fine. To be fair, we're not the like prime demo for Fendi. No. I wouldn't even know the Fendi logo if it smacked me in the opera gloves. (laughs) (laughs) It's two F's. It's like a if if you look at that's it, that's like about a how many I give about this. Whole <laughs> that, was <pretty> good. <laughs> that was pretty good. Thanks. Chris Harrison is engaged, guys. Oh, to somebody from The Bachelorette. Um, no, but she is thirty three mm. and he's fifty, so seems appropriate. And um, he announced the news on Instagram, and her name is Lauren Zima. They've dated for three years, and uh, he says the next chapter starts now. Yeah, I mean, he needs him. he needs you know. He needs something to take the news in a different direction in terms of headlines. So this is a good thing. Yeah, there you go. He was married She's to beautiful. his previous wife um, for a very long time, 18 years. Although he did get a photo of him on bended knee. Yes. So he's definitely still like in the, you know, it just looks like an episode <laughs> of The Bachelor. Yeah, I know, which um, I didn't watch last week's episode of The Bachelorette with Michelle. I'm going to watch... Tomorrow night. What do I have tomorrow night? Should I look at my calendar? I got to make sure I can watch it. <laughs> Isn't it tonight? Um, no, it's on on Tuesdays. Oh, no. It is on on Mondays because Dancing okay. with the Stars on on Tuesdays. Yes, You're right. Thank you. It is tonight. Oh, that's great. I have nothing going on tonight. Oh, you're good. You're oh, I'm good so to go. Glad. I'm going to make soup for dinner and then that's what I'm doing. Soup and I'm the glad bachelor. we cleared that up. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Well, you know, we're here for you, That was almost a disaster, but you figured it out. (laughs) Elizabeth Reese. It's a lot to juggle. There's a lot to fit in. Thank you for that dirt alert, Elizabeth. Thanks, friends. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we are going to solve some pop culture mysteries in the form of blind items. Holly's going to bring them to us. We'll solve them after this on My Talk 1071. Well, we've got some pop culture mysteries to solve on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. Hi. And uh, we solve those mysteries in the form of blind items. Holly brings them to us, and we solve the mysteries in a little segment. We call it Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. A new week, a new crop of celebrity gossip. Oh, dust us with it. Yes. What's news? This A-list singer, solo and in a group who now judges others, made her career from a certain song style. She was asked to be a part of an event celebrating that movement with its founders and basically told them to bleep off. Ooh. A song? What did you call it? Just like a musical genre. Let's just say that. A genre? Yeah. Polka? Okay, A-list singer solo and in a group who now judges others. So she's a judge on a show. Uh She used to be a group, but she also did a solo act. And there's a style of music, which to me just feels like country. No, this... But it's not. This was a style of music that... Oh, oh, Gwen Stefani. Yeah! Yes, Queen. And what kind of band was she in? It Back wasn't ska. Yeah, actually, it was. Well, it was yeah. ska. It was ska. <laughs> it wasn't, but it was. It, it was, was. Yeah. Ska. Mm. But ska, when... ska, ska, ska. The Annette Funicello version is my favorite. <laughs> well, what NT Lawyer is saying is that Gwen Stefani, who first became famous in No Doubt, and No Doubt was kind of a ska band, well, 
an organ, uh, a festival celebrating ska asked her to join and she told them to bleep off. Oh. Wow. I don't have time for that <sighs> ska thing that made me famous. Maybe there's like a nice way to turn them down. Right. Like, like no a, thanks. Like, oh, oh, oh this is so My awkward. My schedule is just really I'm busy supposed right to now. go to a department store opening. I'm otherwise engaged. What's a department store? The, I know. I was going to say they don't even oh, have right. those anymore. Yeah. Okay, good luck to you, Gwen. <laughs> I remember when they were giving her tickets away two for one at the uh, mm-hmm. Excel, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little BOGO situation. Mm-hmm. Oh, they were doing like Groupons for them. <laughs> Here's another celebrity gossip mystery. This one has been solved. We know who this is about. This former A-list talk show host bombed hard at a comedy club in town in Los mm-hmm. Angeles this week. Former talk show host. Oh, I guess she's not a former yet. Okay. And they do comedy. They do comedy. Jay Leno. Oh. <gasps> oh, I thought I was kidding. Oh, wow. Awkward. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. I feel like Jay I Leno's like ship has sailed. He was on the TV. Yeah, so Jay Leno did a comedy set in Los Angeles Ugh. earlier this month, and apparently he bombed. Well, oh, good. like, his style of comedy is just not a thing anymore. Mm-mm. I feel like, mm-hmm. for most people, right? No, I right? agree. I agree with you. Yeah, it was in a time... That is not the present. We're not in that time anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I bet he wore a Canadian tuxedo because that seems like his uniform. Yeah, he does love denim. He yeah, sure does. He has a look. Mm. By that Jay Leno. Let's move on to another that celebrity. Jay that Jay. That Jay. That was the, uh, I think, the tagline to his comedy show that jay leno that jay leno yeah that one you know oh Oh, yeah Mm -hmm. here's our next celebrity gossip mystery one of the things this a minus list part-time reality star likes is for a potential girlfriend to have their own source of income preferably from their family if they don't they always ask him for money or gifts if you throw in the fact they make any money they earn from quote modeling it won't Uh, last so mm -hmm. the new woman no chance Scott Disick. Mm. Not surprising. Mm -hmm. So Scott Disick likes to have a potential girlfriend to have their own source of income, preferably from their family, since not even from jobs. He doesn't want to have to spend money on girlfriends that he's not going to keep for more than five minutes or until they reach voting age. No, they need to be able to pull their weight. Yeah. So this new person that Scott Disick is dating, not a chance. She's not from family money. Maybe she makes a little money from Instagram modeling, but maybe she's asking Scott to, uh, yeah, pay the tab. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Modeling. Oh, could you go? Oh, going on a date with Scott Disick. No. Ish. I just think you have to be a person who hasn't fully formed an identity. <laughs> because if you have a fully formed identity, I just feel mm-hmm. like you don't want anything to do with Scott Disick. No, you're no. not interested. Mm-mm. Not no, gonna, thanks. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. But what we are going to do is solve another celebrity gossip mystery. While there to support her boyfriend at an NBA game, this A-list reality star received an urgent call. The cup advertising her liquor company was not facing the cameras and couldn't be seen. (gasps) Dun, dun, dun. Who do we know that's dating, did you say NFL? NBA. NBA. Kendall Jenner. Oh, 
mm. and her tequila. Yeah. What's it called? Four one one two three eight one eight eight one eight. It's numbers, guys. Yeah. An area code. That's right. It's the Valley. So while there to support her boyfriend at an NBA game, Kendall Jenner received received an urgent call, probably from Chris. The cup advertising her liquor company was not facing the cameras and therefore could not be seen. Oh, my gosh. That's kind of hilarious. I mean, everything about that was planned. Like, the boyfriend, the game... The 818, mm-hmm. the photographs. Oh, yeah. I, it's exhausting. They exhaust me. Kendall Jenner and Devin Booker share a sweet victory kiss at mm. the NBA game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, lots of PDA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Smooching. I'm just but is, see if do I you see, see the her. cup? Oh, yeah. It is facing, although one of them is turned to the side, but you can see as she's sitting next to Justin Bieber uh, and Haley Bieber Baldwin. Uh, you can see the 818 uh-huh. and they're like to go cup, which is probably full of booze. I don't know. Do they huh. sell that at the game? Probably not. The 818 or booze? Uh, either. I mean, I'm sure they sell booze, but yeah. the 818 Mm-mm. particularly. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, maybe. I mean, Who do you knows? just get like a cup of tequila? I mean. Or maybe she had her own cup and she brought it with her so that when she sits courtside, you can just see right. the brand. Oh, weird. I mean. You know, it's exhausting. Yeah, she's staring right at the camera. Of course, because she knows why she's there. (laughs) It's a work assignment, honey. Yeah, a work. You're on the clock, honey. Money. You're on the clock. Yes. Now I don't know who this is, but let us ponder the celebrity gossip mystery. This A minus list, mostly television actress, has two big television hits to her name. She's in the process of splitting with her husband slash former co-star. You don't know who this is? Actually, yes. Okay. You lied to me. Yeah, I did. Had to think about it, though. So maybe I wasn't lying. Okay. TV star, two successful shows. Yes. and Married to her Mm co-star. You are familiar with one of them. Okay. I don't know about the other one. You might be. Is that a Grey's Anatomy reference? No. Oh. Uh, is it Carrie Russell? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And she's with Reese Myers. Matthew. Matthew Reese. Yes, Matthew I was like Reese Myers. Yeah. No. So that was her co-star in The Americans. Yes. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. So apparently, Carrie Russell is in the process of splitting. With her former co-star Oof. slash husband, Matthew Reeves. That's unfortunate. That's well, rough. Yeah. Sorry to hear that. Seasons change. I hope she doesn't Seasons cut her hair change. to deal with the breakup because that's a ratings bust. Yeah. Remember when she did that in the season two of Felicity? Yeah, and then it really upset people, which is... Oh, it made people so angry. I mean, literally the ratings tanked because of her oh dumb God, haircut. It was ridiculous. Yeah. It I'm still mad about it. We did weird things. About people being mad about yes. the haircut? Yes. Yes, because it's a great show. And, and who it, cares what her hair is? Yes. It's hair. It's dead Thank skin you. cells. Thank you. Yeah. Hair is dead skin cells? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's dead. I know it's dead, but I didn't realize it was skin cells. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a scientist, okay. but I know it's it's coming out of your scalp. Listen, and it's I dead. believed you. I believed you. Holly, do you have a quickie there? Oh. Uh, 
sure. Sure. You know what? Let's. I'm going to paraphrase this one or mm. a blind item from a Las Vegas casino. Years ago, this A-list game show couple were filming the show in the lobby of a hotel. And after, they decided to sit down at slot machines and kept ordering drinks by pressing the drink service button. Apparently, they got so rip-roaring drunk that they eventually stumbled off to the bathroom, but the male host went in the women's bathroom and the female host went into the men's bathroom. Uh Now, the female host realized her mistake, came out and went into the women's room, but apparently the male host had passed out and hit his head on the sink on the way down and was unconscious on the floor. Pat Sajak and (laughs) Vanna White. Absolutely. Oh my God, that's hilarious. (laughs) I did think I was kidding, but that was amazing. Yeah, so... I don't know when that happened. Pat Sajak uh, passing out in a Vegas bathroom. I love this story. Mm-hmm. Okay, fill in the blank for the for the people. Yeah, so Vanna White, Pat Sajak filming their show in Las Vegas. Apparently they sat down at the slots, got a little drunk, went into the wrong bathroom, and then Pat Sajak was found passed out in the ladies' Poor room oh by my Vanna gosh. White. Or Pat. Yeah. Vanna's like, whatever, it's fine. Yeah. Hey guys, look, it's Pat Sajak. He's passed out in the bathroom. <laughs> Lovely. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, by the way, Holly, thank you for those thank delicious you. blind items. You're awesome. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have Kratom confirmation. Ooh, what's that mean? Mm, it's confirmation of a publationship. What's a publationship? Relationships for publicity. And this is Kratom. What's a Kratom? Channing Tatum and Zoe Kravitz. Yeah. Well, we've got confirmation. We're going to talk about it after this on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Holly. Uh, this is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hello. That song is by Ed Sheeran. It's called Shivers. And I think perhaps he was um, kind of prophetic when he named that song. Because he probably has the shivers right now. Oh, because he's got COVID. Womp, womp. Poor Ed Sheeran. Um, He is, by the way, going to continue to do all the things he can do online. Online, but he may not be performing at Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Anyway, that's not why we came here together today in this moment. Uh, We came to talk about a publationship. Bradley, what is a publationship? A relationship for publicity. And uh, this one we call Kratom. What's a Kratom? Zoe Kravitz and Channing Tatum. Okay, so, like, background on Kratom. They're, They're doing this movie. He's starring in it. She's the director. It's called Kitty Island. That's not what it's called, but it's what we call it. It's another word for kitty. Pussycat. Thank you. And um, they were, you know, they were like hanging out, riding bikes together, on and off. Getting groceries. Yeah, getting groceries. Hands. Like doing the stuff. No, apparently, Bradley, I am learning, at least in this People Magazine article, they never have held hands in public. Oh, they just went to the same grocery store the morning after they spent the night together. Sure. Exactly. But thanks for holding your hands for the first time. This is the first time that they have held hands uh, in public in New York City and thus... It's official. As they've been out and about, spotted out and about holding hands, now we know they are an official couple. Okay, great. I'm dead serious. This is what People Magazine wants us to know. Not soon enough. When does it? I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised if it's soon because, look, they're in headlines. Well, that's actually a really good question. Does anybody know for sure when Kitty Cat Island comes out? Let's, let's, I'll look that up while we... So anyway, so apparently People Magazine is like, hey, uh, these two were out, seen out and about uh, in public, and uh, now we know this is real. This is a real 
you know, publationship. It's happening. Yeah. Um, by the way, uh, it hasn't even started production yet. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Is that true? According to Deadline, the film begins production in early 2022. Oh, okay. Well, on an undisclosed tropical island, they're doing a lot of uh, pre work on this publication. Boy, are they ever. Anyway, so this is confirmation they were out and about in New York City holding hands, and now we know they are actually a couple. An insider is talking about the two of them and this publication. Insider, aka their publicity machine. Thank you for asking. Well, first of all, the insider wants us to know that they they engaged in a lot of PDA at the Met Gala after party last month. Uh, They arrived at the Costume Institute benefits separately. Yeah, because they don't want people to know they were together. But they left together. I do remember that. And they did not take their hands off each other during the whole event. Um, Apparently, the source also says the two of them uh, have been seen spending time around New York City since August as they're uh, preparing to film her directorial debut, Kitty Cat Island, in which Tatum obviously stars. Um, But they, quote, continue to be inseparable. Now, I wanted to bring that up because I feel like they went latent for a minute. Right, like we had like three or four sightings that happened. Yeah, and in then one they disappeared because, like, how many times is a tabloid going to be like, okay, we're? I mean, you're still going to the store. Like, right. people go to the store every week. I, I mean, I don't know about you, but I go generally every Saturday. So tabloids could literally get that article every, every single Saturday. week because yeah. that's how people operate. We do the same things over and over again. <laughs> mm-hmm. They also go to the bathroom probably several times a day. You could do a headline on that, but they don't. Because, again, somebody is sending the tabloids, a.k.a. People Magazine, in this case, photos of them being out and about. And that means that there's a reason, probably one we're not completely aware of in terms of timing, uh, coming at the behest of their their marketing team. Uh, According to the source, um, they have a very cute and flirty chemistry. (laughs) Now, listen to this. I just this is is what this is so eye rolly. Zoe thinks Channing has depth both as an actor and as a person. And Channing likes that she is independent and outspoken as well as bright. Okay. Great. So, yeah, that's no. I mean, again, great. Good for them. Okay. Why do we care? We don't care about them. We don't care. And the way that you can tell that is that this is like a fully baked press release is that think about the people who you know in your life if somebody for here's an example Mm -hmm. if if somebody came up to you bradley Mm -hmm. and said oh you know colleen and her husband matt of course what do you like what do they they can't keep their hands off each other (laughs) what is it that they they like about each other flirty and every time they're together i'm like oh they're so adorable they just can't stop finishing each other's sentences Mm, matt has such depth and colleen she's so independent right like nobody talks like that about people that they know yeah and so trash lies it's just trash lies uh and so and and like certainly for sure nobody has sat down with the two of them and been like what do you guys like about each other i'd like to share it with people magazine in addition to her you know directorial debut in his acting career i mean he also needs an image rehab in some former fashion because the way his 
marriage to Jenna Dewan ended and like the sort of like kid issues that they had for a hot second mm-hmm. and just like the weird he he just went through a very weird rough period publicity wise and so it doesn't surprise me that you know he's behind this i'm not saying these two aren't like doing it i mean it's very possible that they might actually be in love i don't know it doesn't matter but what we should be asking ourselves and i think why we're talking about this story now is because they are forcing themselves upon us in the yeah. form of publicity that we didn't ask for so right. then you got to ask yourself like what's the point of that and I think that's what we're trying to figure out. Well, and I think part of the point of it is uh, the pre-work for Kitty Cat Island. But yeah, boy, are we going to be on this ride for a long time yeah. if we're not even all the way in production yet with this well, sucker? you know, now we're seeing it's official yeah. a couple months before it starts filming. At some point, we're going to get the backstory. We're going to find out in the lead up to the film, like during promotional uh, moments, like how did they meet and you know what have you been doing so this is just going to follow a very predictable trajectory imagine and we're just at the beginning of it so now they've held hands in public and that is how we know they are official look forward to more getting handsy with each other out in public Mm -hmm. can't wait it's gonna be hot you guys it's gonna be hot he's welcome to strip at any moment i mean i'm fine with that hey Uh, listen we invite it when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show the big question of the moment is your heat on or is it off and if it is on what did it for you what was ma- what was it Whose that made you break on. I don't know uh, maybe mine 651-641-1071 oh